first time joining me on this podcast, then welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And if you've listened to me before, I'm really sorry that it's been such a long break since my last episode. I just can't seem to keep up with everything. But I hope that I'm finding you all well today and that you had a a good Christmas and happy new year. Welcome to 2021. Not much more I can say to that really, is there? Anyway, so what are we going to be uh, talking about today? Well, this is a story that I actually started researching um, last year with the idea of sharing it with you on my blog um, as a kind of spooky lead up to Halloween. But I got so distracted with researching um, the Parson ghost layers, for example, that this story kind of just fell by the wayside. And then I found all my notes the other day and I thought, oh, I know what I should do with this. I should make it into a podcast for you. So here we are. This is the story of Ezekiel Gross and the ghost of Rose Warren. estate near Camborne really um, that was named after the, the Rose Warren family who had lived there for generations. They're a very ancient Cornish family but like so many of these estates uh, in the early 17th century they started to run into quite serious financial difficulties. Now the family's lawyer was a man called Ezekiel Gross um, who had been looking after them as a steward and an attorney at law for quite a long time. Now Ezekiel Gross didn't have the best reputation. He was said to be involved in several dodgy dealings let's say and there is actually some uh, solid evidence as to what kind of man Ezekiel was. Um, In some old uh, court papers that are dated the 3rd of August 1625, it was recorded that Ezekiel Gross of Camborne in Cornwall was pardoned for speaking evil of the king and his father and for committing adultery with Elizabeth Merrifield. So there you go, well done, (laughs) well done Ezekiel, top bloke. And of course, when he realised that the Rose Warns were in such uh, serious trouble on the estate, of course Ezekiel wanted to help them out and he offered to buy the estate from them for a bargain price. Well, of course he did. So Ezekiel moved into the Rose Warren estate, into the manor house, and almost as soon as he moved in, he started noticing that there were strange noises, unexplainable noises. And at night when he was lying in bed, he would hear footsteps in his room or running down the corridor. And he also fancied that he could hear whispered voices. Then on several occasions when he was walking in the garden in the evenings, he would see an old man. But when Ezekiel approached him, the man would just vanish into thin air. Then one night when he was in his study alone, the old man appeared to him again. And of course, Ezekiel freaked right out and demanded to know what the spirit wanted from him and to his utter surprise 
the spirit told him that he had something to show him, but that there was a treasure buried on the Rosebreen estate, and he wanted to show Ezekiel where it was. Now, first of all, Ezekiel was a little bit suspicious as to who this spirit was and what his intentions were, but Ezekiel was fairly greedy, as we've probably established, and he decided to follow him. And the spirit led him out onto the parkland of the Rosebourne estate and is said to have taken him to a rocky dell where there was a small granite cairn. The ghost told him that buried beneath this cairn was um, the Rosebourne treasure. Now Ezekiel didn't want to arouse the suspicions of his servants because, you know, he wanted the treasure all to himself. So he waited until the next night and then he went out and he started digging beneath the big boulders of granite and he eventually dug up an urn which was filled with gold coins of an ancient date. Now of course he was delighted because to be honest Ezekiel hadn't been getting on very well with his neighbours but now with this extra uh, cash he could throw lavish parties he redecorated the whole house and bought new furniture he bought himself new fashionable clothes and he also got himself a fancy carriage which was drawn by four horses needless to say his neighbors did notice a bit of a change in ezekiel and they started coming over and enjoying his hospitality drinking his wine and eating his fancy food and Ezekiel was loving all the attention and playing, you know, the lord of the manor and started living like a proper country gentleman. And the other good thing was, there was no more ghostly noises in the middle of the night. It seemed like the ghost had gone forever. But oh no, no he certainly hadn't and the ghost was not happy with the extravagant lifestyle that Ezekiel had bought for himself. The ghost felt that he was wasting the money and frittering away the rose-worn fortune. And all of a sudden, he came back with a vengeance and started haunting Ezekiel like never before, making his life absolutely miserable, just completely tormenting him day and night. And Ezekiel really didn't know what to do with himself. He was frightened all the time and his new friends could see that there was a change in him. You know, he was more agitated, he was constantly upset and nervous and they stopped enjoying their time at the Rosewarn estate and they stopped coming around to visit him. So Ezekiel decided there was only one way that he was going to be able to get rid of the ghost. And that was to get rid of the treasure and the estate. I suppose that is one part of the story that I've always found a little bit confusing. Because what did the ghost think that Ezekiel was going to do with the treasure when he showed him where it was buried? He surely thought that he was going to spend it. Um, but perhaps he felt that it was extravagant what Ezekiel was doing, that he was wasting the rose-worn money. 
And there is also some suggestion that the ghost was actually one of the um, ancestors of the Rosewarn family. And this was his way of punishing Ezekiel for being so greedy and taking the, the estate from his descendants. I'm not entirely sure why I am trying to work out the motivations of a ghostly apparition, <laughs> but there you go. Anyway, Ezekiel had one friend left in the world, and that was his faithful clerk, a man called John Cool. And Ezekiel made the decision to give John Cool the entire estate and the Rosewarn treasure, which he did. And if you look back at documents um, related to the estate, it was supposedly sold to John Call, whether actually money exchanged hands or not. But anyway, John Call lived for uh, a number of years at the Rosewarn estate, and then it was sold a little bit later called, to a man called Hooker. Anyway, as soon as Ezekiel had handed over the papers to John Call, the ghost disappeared and he never saw him again. Um, the account that I read apparently said that he lived on in misery for some time before dying a violent death, which is slightly dramatic, but I don't have any details for that, so I can't tell you whether that's true or not. But Rosewarn Manor uh, still exists. It's actually a sort of a cafe now. You can go and have a cup of tea there. And before the, the whole uh, COVID uh, dramas, I did pop in to have a look and actually spoke to the gentleman that owns uh, the manor house now, um, which has changed quite a lot. It's been added to over the centuries, obviously, but he did show me the oldest part of the building. And of course, I had to ask him if he'd ever heard uh, of the ghost or had had any funny experiences there. And he was... a Nope, not at all. Big fat zero. Never felt anything unusual in the house at all. So there you go. He must be a good man, perhaps, you know, because obviously Ezekiel was a, a bit of a one. And maybe that's why uh, the ghost went after him. So that is the story of Ezekiel Gross and the ghost of Rose Warren. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed putting it together. And thank you so much as always for listening um, and for all your support you know it's a really difficult time for everybody at the moment and uh, it's lovely to get the responses that I get from you guys it really really does mean so much to me and I genuinely mean that so thank you and hopefully it won't be too long uh, before I find another story that I want to witter to you See you.